I always say to myself, be who you are, be exactly who you are. Try not to let all of the outside noise change who I really am on the inside. I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg. Welcome to 9 to 5-ish with The Skin. We've run into so many questions over the years and had so many moments where we needed advice and we got it from women who'd been there. And that's what we're bringing you with this show. Each week, we're helping you get what you want out of your career by talking to the smartest leaders we know. Because we know your work life is a lot more than nine to five. All right, let's get into it. Today, our guest is Melissa Wood Tepperberg. She is an entrepreneur and the founder of Melissa Wood Health, a fitness app a lot of you are probably familiar with. On her platform, she streams her Pilates workouts to tens of thousands of paying subscribers and her celeb fans, not to mention she's also got almost a million people following her on Instagram. Her platform has even become so successful, it's now a case study for entrepreneurship in the creator economy at Harvard Business School. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you ladies. Thank you so much for having me. We are happy to have you. Before we get into the conversation, we like to warm up with a lightning round. Great. So quick questions, quick answers. Ready? Ready. Okay. Inbox zero or inbox a thousand? Inbox zero. What is the last show that you binge watched? Sex Life, didn't you? (laughs) Sure did. Sure did. Um, What is the first job on your resume? I don't have a resume. (laughs) Great. (laughs) That's totally fine. Do you have any hobbies or skills that we don't know about? I think they're all out there, all my hobbies and skills. (laughs) So you're obviously in the fitness industry. I think of you as somebody very motivational. When I'm being lazy, I'm like, well, Melissa Wood wouldn't do this. (laughs) So what is something that is lazy about you? I definitely let things pile up at home. Like what's the last thing that piled up at home? It's not my email. I mean, I really try. Sometimes I have some, but definitely not a thousand. I feel like I'm one of those people who's so neat. And then I just have piles of clothes and things to put away all the time. And my husband would definitely um, agree with that one. Describe your average working day, working nine till blank. Nine to nine. What is the one exercise that you're like, if I have to do this one more time, I'm going to cry? burpee. You won't really find me doing burpees. (laughs) Guess what? You won't find me doing them either. Who should not try to do your exercises? Oh, they're for everyone. And I really mean that. There's something for everyone. What is your morning routine? And do you have like a mantra that you say to yourself? I do. I always say to myself, be who you are. Be exactly who you are. Try not to let all of the outside noise change who I really am on the inside. And that's something that's really stuck with me for a long time. Mostly when I started meditating, it's something that really came vividly clear for me to continue knowing that like we each have our own beautiful gift. And the more that we can hone in on that and stop looking outside of ourselves is when magic really happens in your life. 
My morning routine is where the transformation took place for me. And it literally starts the second that I wake up. I was someone in the past who dreaded getting out of bed in the morning. I had no motivation. I did not like what I did. I didn't love myself. So getting to a place now where I've really found this excitement for life and this joy that just like, it makes me want to jump out of bed in the morning. And it's even this morning, I I was up at 5 a.m. to meditate. And if you would have told the old Melissa that I'd be waking up, looking forward to a 5 a.m. meditation, I never would have believed you. So I start the day really taking something in that I am just extremely grateful for in that moment before my feet even hit the floor. And I've avoided touching my phone for quite some time because, you know, I am someone that can tend to run more on the anxious side. And I found that starting my day on that note just ran me. It was like I was just running on a hamster wheel for the entire day. So starting that way and then, you know, having a breather to myself before my kids wake up doesn't always happen. Sometimes they are my alarm clock and it's really important to be super gentle with yourself. I was not for a really long time and it just leads to a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And I love to go right to my meditation pillow and I go and I sit where I look outside at the city because even living here for 15 years now, I still can't believe them. I got myself here on my own. So that is just another great way to shift my perspective in the morning. And then I go right into a meditation. I try not to have anything else before then, because then I find it's such an easy distraction and I'll find all of the other things that I had to do before I get it in. And then my daughter wakes up and then it's like, you know, I don't have that moment for myself and I strive for 20 minutes. I I'm just coming off a week-long advanced retreat where I was meditating for hours and hours a day, which I never thought I could do. What meditation pillow do you use? Because maybe that'll give me like the motivation. I'm a big believer in creating a beautiful space for yourself that you look forward to. A lot of people will share with me like that they can't meditate. And I'm like, where are you meditating? And they're like sitting up in bed. And then I fall asleep and I'm like... It's really hard, but getting out of bed is the biggest challenge you're going to have. I mean, you'll definitely face other ones, but it's something that it's really challenging to do. And, you know, I strive and the word is strive for me. I'm not perfect. I do not have a perfect practice. I just really put a lot of effort towards taking good care of myself because I know what life feels like when I don't. So I strive for 20 minutes. So let's go back to... Before you were a health professional and a founder, you were a model and you were in NYC pursuing an acting career and you were working in nightclubs. Yes. Take us back to that time in your life. How were you thinking about what you really wanted to do and how you wanted to build your career? I thought I wanted to work as a model and really embrace that career full time. And once I started working more, you know, I did a lot of showroom and fit modeling. I did some catalog and print, but I quickly discovered that it wasn't quite as glamorous as I had envisioned. And aside from that, for me personally, it felt empty. So that was definitely a moment where I started to realize, you know, I thought I wanted this. And now that I'm 
doing elements of it. I don't love it. So I felt, okay, the natural progression is acting, but I didn't have a burning desire to jump out of bed to do it or to show up every day in acting class. And that's when I knew it wasn't a hundred percent my passion. I was just living more of a life of shoulds, like what I thought I should be doing. You described modeling and acting as stepping stones. Yeah. And I think right now that's something that even when we graduated school, you know, our parents would say, well, this job is a stepping stone. And I think right now there's kind of a rush, especially with the ability to be entrepreneurial at any age, that there isn't necessarily like patience for stepping stones. Mm. And so I'm curious for those that are listening, how do you think about stepping stones in career when you look back? And what would you tell yourself today? I would tell myself to really embrace the process of it all, because it's the process that starts to unfold and you start to move towards the things that you really desire. I I had no idea what I was doing. I was so lost and I was so unhappy. But once I tapped in to the thing that lit me up and it became so vividly clear this one weekend, I spent the weekend with myself and I realized that the things that made me the happiest were when I took good care of myself and I was true to myself. And I knew in that moment that wellness was my path. That was the path. And, and I even like took a step where I I looked back and I'm like, it's always been, but I just wasn't connected with myself. I didn't know who I was, but once I gave that attention, everything started to change. I still worked as a model. I stopped the acting classes, but I still maintained that level of work because I needed to make money and I didn't just drop and stop everything that I was doing. But I started an online course and every day at the end of my workday, I would go home and I would study because I loved it. I mean, I was never someone who loved school. School was the biggest challenge for me. I never thought I was smart ever. What kind of course was it? It was the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's an online nutrition school, a wellness program. It's a year-long course. And I almost didn't do it because you have to take tests. And I've always been so intimidated and scared of tests that I was like, oh God, I, you know, I don't know that I want to do this. And then I moved through that because I knew that it would be nice for me to put my focus on something to continue on this path of discovery. And it laid out a lot of the groundwork for me to understanding what it was within the space. And it's changed so many times over. So I think it's really in the embrace and learning to enjoy being lost in it. Like I was so lost for so long and I'm definitely at a point right now in my life too, where I feel this shift. I feel like okay, I love this. I love this, but there's something else. There's something I want to go deeper. You've talked about that transition and you've talked about the aha moment, but what was behind it? What forced that aha moment that now at this stage, when you say you're feeling another one seems to come easier? It really comes back to 
my commitment to my practice. And I might say this a few times because it's just so true that when I give myself that dedicated space with just being with what is and really trying not to focus so much on the thoughts that are coming up and coming back to my breath and doing these breathing exercises that get me out of my head and into my heart is where things opened and continue to expand. And a lot of us are intuitively called to do things. Most people don't always listen. So for me, it's knowing that you know, I, I do have these moments where I look back and I can't believe that I am where I am. And then I can because I work for it every day. Everything that I share is not because it's a marketing term or it's fun. I really live it and I breathe it because I know that it has the potential to change your entire life. We spent a lot of time talking about like the mind set. And obviously that is something you've said is extremely important to consistency and keeping this day to day. I want to transition to talk about the business you've created. Mm -hmm. And I think this has been part of our journey, having the creativity and the intuition and the mindset is one part and actually building the business is another. Yes. I think it is fantastic to see you build an, an Instagram following to me, what's even more impressive is how did you think about creating your own operated subscription? Like, where did that come from? And how did you begin on more of the business-minded side of this journey? So it truly did come from that place of literally feeling intuitively called. And it started from me getting more comfortable. At the time, I wasn't so comfortable sharing. I was very insecure. And it was really hard for me to share videos of myself talking to the camera. I mean, I have old ones where I, I watch them and I'm like, oh, like you were really trying, but I was questioning myself and you could feel it through the camera. So I started by just getting comfortable. And the more that I got comfortable and I started sharing more of my practices, it was really driven from the community that I was building. And it was so much smaller at that time. But I think too, when you're following is that size, like you can really tap in in such a bigger way. And it was entirely fueled from their feedback of, we love that. We love that move. Can you show us what else you did? Like, what did you do for your abs? So the more that I honed in on the community aspect of it, it, it got me more excited and more confident to share and and it started on stories. And then I built a paywall behind a website. <laughs> it was so bad, but I started, I started somewhere. It cost me $300 and it was, you know, it was what it was, but I was really leaning into the recovering perfectionist. And I, I built a paywall so that I could give to the people who were interested. And I just saw it as this will be great. It gives me a, my focus. I'm able to hone in and focus on the things that I love, but then provide it to people who are interested and watch it transform and change their lives and the way that they feel about themselves and the way that they show up. So it was really fueled entirely from the feedback of my audience at the time. And it still is. It's like when you really listen and you're able to translate that 
and share that in a way that people want. It becomes a second nature. It becomes a part of someone's life. I mean, the skim is a part of my life. It's a part of my everyday life. I read it every Thank single you. day. I never read the newspaper. I'm being honest. I was someone who was intimidated by having to read that and being able to provide something to a consumer and show them that it's very similar, really, right? It's like, you can do this anytime, no matter what time you have available to you. There's something you can consume, right? in the news on the skim. For me, it's sharing that no matter what you have available to you, there's something you can do in five minutes to shift the way maybe you're thinking about that situation or that person that's really pissed you off. To move away from that emotion, to come back to your heart and to move about your day in a different way. Your brand and your platform, as we said in the intro, is a case study at Harvard. Um, as someone that did not go to Harvard, did not go to business school, like never would have gotten in. I am like, that's really cool. <laughs> that is an awesome thing. What's something that you hope people take away from your story about being both a creator and also an entrepreneur? Thank you, first of all, because that was, it was definitely a real moment for me coming from someone who just I said it before, but I never thought I was very smart. I never thought that I was the most intelligent person because I didn't go to school. And that stigma really stuck with me. And then coming to New York and sitting at dinner tables with powerful people and have the first question most people ask you is, where did you go to school? And I would just say, I didn't. And they would just look at me like, okay, what else to talk about? So the more comfortable I got with that and and now being able to have a case study at Harvard, I think about those young boys and girls who maybe didn't grow up in the best situations and they don't believe in themselves and they they have no hope. And for me, this is a real ray and a moment of hope to share with them that when you really love something and you move sorry, <laughs> and you move from your heart, you, you can do the most unimaginable things when you come from that intentional place. And I, I know it because I did it and I'm, I'm still doing it. It's still unfolding for me, but it's so important for me to speak to those people because I, I was that person. So I really feel I feel for them and, and I, I want them to know. And, and I hope one day when I'm speaking and standing in front of thousands of people, being able to share this story, that it, it gives people that inspiration and that motivation to focus on what they love and what makes them different and stop looking around at what everybody else is doing. Because that's when you start to knock yourself out of your focus because you get into that comparison state of mind. And I lived there for so long. I almost didn't start doing what I'm doing because I was, I was actually at Gabby Bernstein, who I dearly love, a dear friend of mine now, her masterclass. And I remember sitting in the crowd and just looking out and seeing at the time I was working as a health coach seeing health coaches and all of these creators who were doing it. And I was like, well, they're doing it and they're doing it way better than me. So why would I? And 
When I moved away from that it set me free. It set me soaring because I no longer gave that my attention and my energy. So it's where you put your focus, right? And your energy is everything. And that thankfully, even sometimes, even now, there'll be a something that comes up and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, no, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't like with love and light, not giving you my energy and then just move on from it. Do you consider yourself smart now? I do. I do. I, I know. I, I was hoping yeah, no, that was I do. I know. I'm... If not, I was going to be like, Ooh. we got to talk about this. <laughs> I yeah. do. I know I'm very smart and I'm very intelligent and everyone has their own level of smarts, right? Like for me, book smart was, I was very intimidated by it, but, you know, I spent a week in the science and the biology around heart and brain coherence. And when I'm interested in something, I can consume it like a sponge. A lot of people think they're not smart because of the materials we're being taught in school and you're not interested in a lot of it. So it's easy to let that, you know, kind of marinate in your brain until you can break away from that and free yourself from that mindset. You just got emotional for a second. And I'm curious, like, what were you thinking about that, that got you? What are you reflecting on in your journey that, that still gets you? It literally brings me back to that seven-year-old girl who used to look out my window and just think that everything was impossible. I never thought that you could create the life that you want to live that I never thought that way. And it, it really gets me. It gets me when I think about other people living their life that way, because you become a prisoner to your mind. And when you live in that state, it's so hard to break out of it. It really is. It took me many, many, many years. And I just want to show anyone out there who lives in that state that there is another way. And there's another way where you don't have to kill yourself in the gym or with your practice. And it can become enjoyable. It can become something that you look forward to. Honestly, to this day, that's what drives me because that's what started everything. And, and I come back to them with, with everything that I do. I try to come back to my mission and like, why did I start this? Why am I doing the things that I am doing? Why am I moving towards this next step? And it's because I want to be able to reach those people all over the globe who live and think that way. Who do you go to for business advice at this point? My husband is definitely a soundboard for me. I, I say he always gives me the one thing that money cannot buy, and that's the most valuable advice. And he gives his advice. And, and I will also share that while he's very intelligent and a great businessman. I don't always take his advice. <laughs> I, I do get advice from mostly my husband, a few other people, but I'm not an opinion shopper anymore. I get the information and then I come back to my meditation practice. And that is where, and sometimes it takes weeks or months for something to open where I know. And, and I have a very strong inner knowing. So the second that I know there's no more, I, I, I no longer ask, I do what I, I feel is absolutely right in that moment. And that's a lot of what launched my app. So you're talking to two people that very much believe in intuition and gut, mm -hmm. and we're both like nodding. We're like, totally yep. hear you. <laughs> like, 
But I'm curious, I mean, for those that don't consider themselves intuitive or gut driven, like how do you recommend tapping into that? How do you discover that if that's not something on the surface for you? It's cultivating a practice for you that speaks to you. And that could be consuming and absorbing other leaders, other teachers in the space, their information that they share and and someone who speaks to you. There's so many people. And I think getting curious and having a curious mindset is really helpful. And then trying a few things on. That's also what created the MWH method because I tried it all on. I was doing everything. I was torturing myself, but then I wasn't torturing myself. And then it, I felt the shift. I was like, this feels good. Oh, I'm noticing a difference. What is this line? And I think it's finding the practice that works for you. What works for me may not work for you. If someone who doesn't meditate, listening to me say I meditate 20 minutes twice a day, it's like, what? I think it's starting with one small change. And a lot of the times, not touching your phone first thing in the morning can really change things. It can change a lot of things. So that is a place to start. Or trying on listening to other meditations, a five-minute, starting really small so that it's attainable and that you feel like it's something that's approachable and that you can come back to. I want to talk about your husband, Carly mentioned this, but he's the opposite of you in some sorts or so we've been able to pick up on. He's a a nightclub mogul. I'm curious, you know, how do you guys balance each other out? Do you support each other or are you like, you stay over there and you do your thing and like, I'm going to be up at 6am and I'll see you at some point. It's a constant ebb and flow of still really communicating with each other and understanding what I need to thrive and what he needs to thrive. I mean, a perfect example is like last night, it's 9.45 and it's like, I have to get into this state where I drop into a different state of being or else I can't fall asleep. And he's in the room on a business call and just like thriving and like on top of the world. I'm learning to be less reactive and not say things snarky or passive aggressively, (laughs) which is you know, still a work in progress. (laughs) But after he got off the phone, I was like, babe, I know you turn on that night. I have to turn off. I'm up so early with the kids. I mean, he's waking up early considering what he does, but he was like, got it. Like went in the other room and he really honors my space. And that is just what I think we all need and what has strengthened our relationship as we're, you know, we're together now for 11 years. So it's, it's the understanding of what each other needs, but also his openness and willingness to try things out. But he said something to me years ago that changed me and, and it got me focused because I was someone who was always talking about ideas, but I never did them. I was the queen of creative ideas and all of these things that I wanted to do, but I actually didn't know how to follow through. And then being with him, I'm like, he just follows through with everything. So he said something to me once and I was really hurt in the moment, but it was actually the thing that changed it for me. And he looked at me and he said, all I ever hear you do is talk about what you want to do, but I never see you do it. And I was like, 
I mean, of course I was just like, what? And I was so upset. And then when it landed, took a few days, I was like, okay, okay. He's right. He's actually right. And I'm going to use this opportunity to really try for myself, not to prove anything to him that I can do that. I can have an idea and follow through with it and execute it. And then I did. And I remember just one day saying to him, like, can I show you something? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I have a website. I mentioned that a lot because it was a, a moment. And I thank him to this day. I'm like, thank you. So we give each other so much that has helped us both thrive. I love that. And it's a great way to, to end. But we do have one last question, which is from one of our listeners, Christina. Christina wrote in and said, what are one to two things you do when you feel negative energy to help align yourself and not let that energy get to you? Mm, love, love that one. That is right where I am in my life, Christina. And I'm so self-aware of the limited beliefs or that limited way of thinking or those negative emotions that we attach ourselves to from childhood or whatever it is. Why I talk a lot about meditation is because it does strengthen your mind and your awareness to be super conscious of when you're going into that state, when you're dropping into that lower level of thinking. So now, as soon as I feel it, right, it's coming up, I call it out and I say, okay, we can change. I can change my thought. I can choose to either go down that rabbit hole and let it take me into that negative state, or I can change. It's a conversation that you have with your with yourself. And that's been one thing that I desire in my life is to be able to acknowledge that lower level of thinking and shorten the time of living there. That's what I want to bring into this year. I was someone, if something upset me, it would upset me for weeks and I would be distraught and I couldn't, and I would carry it into every conversation. And now I know that that's a choice. Melissa, congratulations on everything. Thank you so much, ladies. Honestly, I'm, I'm really grateful to be here and I, I just, I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this episode of 9 to 5-ish with The Skim. A new episode will be in your feed again next Wednesday. In the meantime, check out our news podcast, Skim This. Every Thursday, we cover what you need to know each week in 30 minutes or less. And we've also got another podcast, Pop Cultured with The Skim, where each week we're covering the pop culture moment everyone's talking about. New episodes drop every Tuesday. 